It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, it's been a great week uh, for Ryan Fox. Good 10 days or so, actually. The life's turned around a wee bit for him, and, and that is great news. Uh, he's made the cut at the Alfred Dunhill, uh, won the Pro-Am side of it with Shane Warne. Uh, he got uh, an MIQ spot, which I think was probably the highest thing on his agenda, so he and his family can come home. And uh, I- I'm pretty sure he's a good deal happier than the last time we spoke to him when he didn't have that luxury. Uh, Ryan Fox, good morning to you. Morning, Smitty. Yeah, thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, what, what is the bigger relief, getting the, uh, the card all sewn up uh, or getting the news that you're allowed to come home with your family? Um, to be fair, it's pretty hard to choose between the two. Obviously, uh, having a dog next year is, is very important for me, but um, you know, get, being able to get home and um, you know, see the family and, and you know, have my wife get some support and stuff like that is, is massively important too. And um, sort of one couldn't kind of happen without the other at the moment. Um, I, I certainly wasn't prepared to leave, leave the UK early or leave Europe early without having the job. Um, so it was yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. It's been a, been a pretty tough road uh, the last few months, but it's yeah nice to nice to have everything sewn up and, and know you know I'm going to be home for Christmas at least. How much was it on your mind as you're preparing for tournament after tournament? Because I mean, golf is so much about getting your head in the right space and, and getting everything in order. I mean, uh, how how hard was it to concentrate for you know the the prep uh, the prep on on uh, playing day and then, of course, the four hours or so on on course? Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely weighing on me. Um, you know, not just whether I could get home, but even earlier in the year, whether, you know, when I would see my family again, if they could come to events and um, all of that stuff. So it, in terms of off-the-course stuff, this has been a pretty brutal year. And, you know, as much as you try not to think about it on the golf course, and, you know, certainly not in the front of my mind, it's, um, you know, it's always kind of a topic of conversation. It's it's always something you can't quite get away from, and it's always that that sort of niggle in the in the back of your head somewhere. And um, you know, I, I really struggle with that most of the year. I you know, certainly hasn't helped my performance at all. And um, you know, I've in some respects done a decent job of forgetting about it, and in other respects, mm. it's, it, it has hurt me quite a bit. And um, you know, who knows if, if things were a little bit easier this year. You know, my my golf game feels like it's been in good shape, and I, you know maybe that would that could that was a thing that was holding me back a little bit. Now, if anything can uh, take your mind off things uh, outside of the little world that you live in, um, spending a week with Shane Warne would I would imagine. So how was that week? I mean, successfully, well, it couldn't have gone better. I, I watched the uh, the closing stages of round four when he sunk a couple of snakes, and uh, you you, died, you jumped in with a birdie on the last. That was. 
what a week for were you guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I talked to them about it afterwards, and we kind of feel like the Black Caps. Unfortunately, we, uh, we lost on a count back, um, so he kind of gets to know how our whole country felt in 2019, um, losing on a technicality in that World Cup. But, um, you know, it was a great week. Uh, you know, I get along really well with Warnie. I've played a lot of golf with him the last few years. And, um, you know, personally for me, growing up a cricket fan and bowling a little bit of legs when he was an idol growing up. So, to, um, you know, to get a chance to play with him and, and you know, just a, a lot of uh, the other cricketers this week as well, appearing from Michael Vaughan, um, Mark Nicholas and Ian Botham. So, you know, pretty cool experience for me. And, um, you know, that was a lot of fun on the golf course. Pity my golf wasn't that great. But, uh, you know, Warnie carried me most of the way, to be honest. Well, Warnie's a character at the best of times. And, of course, you get, as you say, you get on with him well, which included a little bit of banter around uh, the Indian cricket team, his regard for them being the best in the world and you defending our world champions at the time. So uh, that would have helped things. And, and you actually found out, in a, in a way, I suppose, too, about the passion of Indian cricket fans, didn't you? Yeah, that, the passion of Indian cricket fans sort of took me by surprise a little bit. I, you know, I, know, I know they're um, on the... God, I don't know if crazy is the right word, but passionate, very passionate side. And, um, you know, I just thought I'd throw a, a snide comment at Warney. Um, after he was praising the Indian team and just making sure that he remembered that that we'd beaten them in the in the uh, World Test Championship final, I did nothing. You know, didn't say anything bad about the Indian cricket team at all. Just pointed out a fact, and I, I think I copped abuse for about a month on Twitter. So I've learnt my lesson there. Don't ever say anything that could offend Indian cricket fans. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I think I'll stay away from that. I know Warney's probably got about 20, 20 million of them or something following him on Twitter. So I won't be doing that again. Yeah, and he, he knows how to play the game. Don't worry about that to keep them on side. He's, very, he's been very good at that oh, yeah. over the years. Yes, he uh, hey, mate. <laughs> uh, Ryan, let's talk about your game as such. I mean, you know, you're hitting the ball well. You're striking at long distances, which you're known for. What, what has been the bit of it that's uh, been holding you back? Um, it's been a little bit of everything this year, to be honest. Um, my iron play probably hasn't been as good as it has been in previous years. Um can't quite put my finger on what's going on there. Um, yeah, I've, I've driven the ball relatively nicely the whole time I've been over here, and um, you know the putters had uh, weeks where it's been extremely hot. I've probably had a couple of my best putting weeks on tour with some pretty average ball striking thrown in, and vice versa. Last week I had a terrible putting week and actually a pretty decent week of ball striking. So yeah, it's pretty hard to put my my finger on what's going on. Um, you know, there's probably some of the off off the course stuff that's been getting to me. Obviously, you know, the MIQ mm-hmm. situation, the all the travel situation, just you know, everything is a lot harder this year than than what it is normally. Um, and I guess you know, compare that to last year when you knew everything was messed up. Just being able to play was a bonus. But you know, we've had silly rules where in the UK and Europe, our vaccine from New Zealand, even though it's exactly the same vaccine, hasn't counted and we've had more restrictions and players that have been vaccinated in Europe or the US and, you know, there's lots of stuff like that that just gets on your nerves and I guess there's probably been uh, a lot of that just in the back of the head making preparation just a little bit harder, um, mentally not quite there, not, you know, not quite free, if that makes sense and, um, you know, put all that together and it equates to, you know, a pretty average year, to be honest. So uh, I know it's only early days, but you, you've got to be planning. You know you've got your job back. You know you're going to be heading back. 
Um, what's, what? How long will, will you be be back at home before you you look to get? Because there's not a lot of break in between tours as such. So it's, you're sort of in one one week, and it almost starts the next week. So when do you anticipate perhaps rejoining the European PGA Tour? Yeah, well, for us, I mean, we finish our last tournament of the, of the season is the end of November 20. I think it finishes on the 21st, and the first week of the new seasons in South Africa the following week. Um, so I'll definitely be skipping those events in South Africa. Um, you know, certainly don't want to be out of out of quarantine for a week and a half and leave again. So uh, I think we've got a bit of a break over Christmas. And as far as I know, we're starting up in the Middle East, I think, mid-January. Um, so I should have a good six weeks at home and have a bit of a rest and um, you know work on my game there. And I guess for the rest of the plan, uh, the, the tour is still... Um, you know, firming plans for the rest of their season. Um, you know, there's a, there's one event still to be added, I think. Um, so, you know, they haven't really got too far into next season, so I'm not really sure what, what else is there after the Middle East. And, you know, I guess some of my planning also will depend on, you know, what's happening with the MIQ, home quarantine, all that situation. Mm. Um, having done MIQ twice and about to do it a third time, you know, I'm certainly not keen to, to go overseas for a couple of weeks and, you know, scramble for a spot and have to do it again. So, um, yeah, who knows what what that's going to look like January next year, but uh, or February next year. But hopefully, there's there's some positive news on that front. And I guess uh, for you personally, I mean, you've got family within inside the Auckland boundaries at the moment. Your golf coach and such, as such, Marcus Wheelhouse, is within the Auckland boundaries. But then again, there's the restrictions of there. Uh, would you base yourself, anticipate basing yourself within Auckland or will you perhaps go you know, down to the Mount or somewhere down that area um, and perhaps have a bit more freedom? What, what would be the ideal for you? Um, at the moment, I mean, Auckland, Auckland will be where we're at. All our families in Auckland. Um, you know, Marcus is there, as you said. Um, you know, and looking at the restrictions, it looks like they've allowed fishing um, from today or Tuesday <laughs> or whenever it is. And, um, you know, we can still do... I think golf's been allowed in level three the whole time, so that kind of ticks my two boxes. And you know, hopefully by the time we get home, you know, we can we can meet up with family no problem. And you know, that's probably the three things that I'd I'd really want to do. Obviously, catching up with friends as well. Um, and you know, hopefully again, you know, in the lead up to Christmas, everything opens up a little bit and some of those restrictions are eased, and we can do that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, as long as I can golf, fish, and and catch up with the family, I'm not. I'm not too fussed with with the rest of it. I mean, it's even though we're not in lockdown over here, we kind of don't really do much. So it, it feels feels the same way in that sense. So mm. you know, kind of used used to that, and um, you know, I'll just be happy to be home, to be honest. We're doing this um, uh, thing today on our show, uh, fathers and sons, famous fathers and sons in sport around the world, um, which brings up um, an interesting uh, scenario. I've been through it a little bit myself, but not to the same level as, as you and Grant. The son of syndrome. You know, when you were making a decision on sport, etc., when you were going forward way, way back, you chose golf. Um, was there a, a son of factor in your life in those days, having having to to be brought up and to live under the shadow of dad? Uh, not really, to be honest. No, I guess this, I didn't really know any difference, so... And, you know, in that mm-hmm. sense, you got used to you know people walking down the street. Oh, that's Grant Fox, or you know, getting to a rugby game, and oh, that's Grant Fox's son. I guess the only thing that I that probably hurt me a bit is I used to hear "Let's smash Foxy's son," which I 
ended up on the receiving end of, of that and a bit of rugby uh, over the years. But um, you know, other than that, it, you know, I was really proud of what, what Dad did. And, um, you know, I, unfortunately, I probably don't remember a lot of him playing. I think I was five or six when he retired. Um, but, you know, just to, to have that connection with rugby is very cool. He, he coached me the whole way growing up basically. Um, first 15 rugby, most of the club teams I played with as a youngster, he was involved in at some level. So I think that was that was awesome that he could be a part of that. And I think um, might have been a bit frustrating for me at times. You know, when you're a kid, you don't sometimes want to listen to dad. But I think all the, uh, um, you know, all the other kids in the team really enjoyed it and maybe not enjoyed being on the wrong side of one of his rants when they were a little bit older. But um, that was all for good reason no doubt but um yeah it was pretty cool and I guess you know going into golf um it didn't there wasn't too many parallels in that sense um I, I might have got a bit more exposure early on especially when dad was caddying for me but um you know I think forging my own path in golf probably made things a little bit easier I, you know, if I think if I had tried to carry on with rugby and you know play first five and kick goals like I used to do they would have would have been a pretty tough comparison. I don't think I could have ever lived up to his reputation in that sense, but golf made everything a little bit easier. Cool. Um, just finally, uh, any more events before you come home, mate? Yeah, I've got three events in Spain the next three weeks, flying out tomorrow, one in Madrid, one in uh, San Roque at um, Valderrama, and then one in um, cool. Mallorca. Uh, so hopefully three nice weeks of warm, sunny weather, and then... Uh, back to London for a half a day and, and on a flight and in a hotel for two weeks at home but um, certainly can't wait to, to get home and um, you know looking forward to the next three events and um, you know, hopefully with everything a bit more freed up in my head I can I can play a little bit better I'm sure you've got a couple of pretty uh, at least two maybe more eager grandparents waiting as well uh, for you at home mate so hey all the best uh, thank you uh, so much for making some time available good week and uh, good luck in the next uh, three events uh, and hopefully catch up with you when you're at home. Thank you, Ryan. Cheers, Smithy. Appreciate it. Yeah, cheers. It's uh, Ryan Fox, folks, uh, live out of the UK. And, uh, yeah, there's, um, there's still some determination. You can hear the determination in the, uh, in the voice, and I think you'll find now that he's got things pretty much in order socially uh, in terms of getting home and everything is organised, uh, I think we'll just see uh, maybe some pretty good finishes in the next three weeks in Spain and that Beautiful sunshine there um, with uh, that in the back of your mind.